Hello one and all, welcome back to another episode of the 12th Man Podcast. I'm your host for the day, Alec, and with me, as always, is Harry. How are you? We're both very hot today. We're recording this uh, just after Gareth Southgate's uh, press conference for the uh, England squad announcement, and it's fucking hot. (laughs) Mate, we're sweating it out. Excuse us here for a little bit lethargic, but... um, Obviously, we've got a lot to talk about, so we're gonna we're gonna talk through uh, a few things uh, today. We're gonna talk through uh, Champions League um, briefly, a little bit about the, uh, the playoff game as well, um, and then we will obviously talk about the, the the big news of the day being the uh, the England squad announcement. Mm. Um, a few surprises in there, I suppose, but obviously we'll get to it. Let's 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 first of all give. A lot of credit to to Chelsea for the, yeah, for the and you know congratulations to them as well for for not just winning it but how they won it how they performed they were they were the better the t- better team on the day maybe the best team throughout the tournament in a way but definitely yeah. deserve to win it on on balance of the game right oh yeah based, yeah like I mean I also want to thank them for getting me very drunk for the you know throughout that whole game <laughs> I was. Absolutely obliterated, completely creaming myself over Havertz, yeah. who who I had been rating or, or I'd been defending for most of the season, it was saying a that goal. yeah, it was a but goal. saying that like this idea that he's somehow one of the flops of the season is mental for a twenty-one-year-old. Sure, and for him to have had what I think was probably after Kante the second best performance of the match. Yeah, I also think like I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about him more a little bit later. But Reese James was mm. just if there was any doubt of him being on the on the proverbial plane yeah. before that game which I don't think there really was no. then that got rid of it all right because yeah. he was phenomenal but right? yeah, yeah he was pretty fucking amazing or is it was, how much was it was Rhys James being amazing or Sterling being not quite there um, so a lot of people criticised Pep's team selection just odd yeah. just odd frankly I mean obviously when they um Sorry, also, we might burp a little bit through this mm. because we're, we're drinking some champers because you've closed your first deal at work. Yeah, mate, absolutely. So we're just we're just on a, a, a little bit of bubbly. We, we didn't, absolutely. I, I went, when you turned up at my door with the bubbly, I thought you'd brought it for the England announcement. No, no. I was Ben White yeah. to be in there and he wasn't in there. No, uh, I mean, that was going to be one of the reasons <laughs> yeah, why Yeah, it would have been it. two bottles. But Southgate doesn't <laughs> fucking know what he's doing, does he? <laughs> um, I think, um, go, yeah, obviously going back to the Champions League, I think that... Sterling's had a bit of a tough season generally. I don't think he's been mm. at his best. And I think... I mean, he's arguably been at his worst. It's his, I, probably his yeah, worst yeah, ever yeah, season, isn't it? Fair, if you yeah. put it that way. You've got to say there's probably an argument that like a player of that quality's lowest level is still higher than that of XYZ people. But obviously the mm. expectation comes into it. And, they, you know, Man City needed... Um, needed... Like Sterling, and obviously what happened with De Bruyne was a was a big kick in the oh, teeth for them, so or I should say, a shoulder in the eye, really. But, um, but yeah, they they on those occasions they need players like Sterling to be stepping up, and and I think it's fair to say while Reese James did play really well, and I thought my brother put it very very well, is that everybody in that Chelsea team won their individual battles, mm. and I think that's a really good way of putting it. And and Kante, you know, individual battles with three players in midfield and he, and he won it but it, I, I haven't seen the stats but like my memory of that game is Kante making like 20 tackles yeah, he like was he was fu- and, and like 20 of like the best tackles he was like he, he was yeah. absolutely incredible the other the other one is like Rudiger was fucking amazing like he, he's been sensational since Tuchel came in yeah he um, was great Melia didn't make a save 
like a proper one, did he? Mendy. Mendy, sorry, Mendy. not Melier. Melier's the lead. The, the reason I saw it is because he, he was linked to a club in the paper today. Yeah, Mendy barely made a save, really, did he? No. Not, not no. like a proper save. No, no, no. Um, I he mean, just had to catch a few crosses and stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. Fair play to him, he, he, he did that. But yeah, yeah it, it was a pretty relaxed day for him. Yeah. Probably not what he expected, frankly. We know that Chelsea are like imperious at defending now they yeah. are like imp- almost impenetrable yeah and 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 it's i think my view on it is this I, I don't think it was like a domination if you know what i mean it wasn't like an absolute destruction but i do think that basically the the thing that's defined both teams especially in the last 6 months has been their defence and whoever conceded that first goal was always going to have a problem. It was going to be a long and Chelsea game. did more that, yeah. to earn that first goal because obviously, fair. like Werner kicked it into his own leg twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, as and I, again, I still think Werner's going to score 15, 20 goals next season. Um, but yeah, for me, it was it was like a surprisingly entertaining for a one nil. Yeah, I, I, I think I think the game was always going to be close, hard fought, mm. um, not a lot of necessarily goal mouth action but there was it was going to be a, a tactical bout wasn't it between two heavyweights in that regard and, 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 and yeah. it was really I, I, I don't mind saying I expected City to win the game not not like you know casting stone they 60, were going 40, to win but yeah like 60-40 just because that you know they're the they're, they're the best team in the world right I know that Chelsea probably. yeah probably they're probably the best team in the world but obviously we know tournament football is a little bit different and and um, under Pep and, and prior to that, City haven't performed at the level that they would have wanted to mm. in the Champions League. Do, do you think that Pep's never going to get sacked from City? We no. know that because he's got so much um, money in the bank with them, you know, figuratively speaking. He's got, um, but now that they haven't won the Champions League once again, mm. it would this be deemed to be... You know, uh, the, the culture of the club has changed so much. They've done so much to the community. Blah blah blah. They are probably the best team in 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 the world on, on their day across the course of a league season, at least. Let's say in, yeah. in the best league in the world. Yeah. Um, would it be a failure if Pep were to leave without them winning the Champions it, League? It's a really interesting talking point. So I was watching the um, the kickoff with Jordi and his mates on it, talking about exactly this point: is like, is he a failure if he doesn't get the Champions League? And and it is a really interesting talking point because I, that would have been part of the conversation when he joined is this is the thing we haven't won yet. But they've won four of the last five Premier Leagues mm. and particularly in two years in spectacular fashion. Yeah. In one of them, in one of the, like the fact of Liverpool had to be perfect and still didn't beat them. Yeah. And then, and then they got 102 points or whatever yeah. it was. And it's, I, I think... People treat the Champions League in a way that doesn't resonate very well with me, in in that people, I don't think appreciate the fact that it's taught like tournament football enough. I think people treat it as if it's the best team always wins. Do you think that's because it happens potentially in tandem with the the the, the season? Right? Yeah, Is exactly. It, it's not played as a a mini tournament. Obviously, it was at the end last season because of mm. the COVID restrictions, and it turned into that little tournament format. But you're exactly right. It's People don't register, yeah, because yeah. I, I never like predicting who's going to win the Champions League at the beginning, and even predicting something like the Euros. It's very mm. easy for us to say France are arguably the best team in the world; they're going to win the Euros. 
But you don't yeah. know who they're going to play along the way, right? Or England, mate. Yeah, right, yeah. okay. But like with a league, you know who's going to play who. And yeah. obviously that always throws up surprises, injuries and dark horses and, and, and whatnot. But it's a lot easier to try and compartmentalise who you think the best teams are within mm. that. And obviously you would say teams like Bayern, PSG, um, City, Real Madrid, Chelsea, all of these like proper heavyweights have the most chance of winning the Champions League because they are the best teams. Mm. But... When someone says at the beginning of the tournament, oh, I think PSG or Bayern are going to win it, and then PSG or Bayern end up playing each other yeah. in the round of 16, yeah. it completely skews the whole the whole idea of who could win it. Because you could say, as great as Chelsea are, they're probably, realistically, maybe not one of the best teams around in, in the world. Sick. I'd they're argue probably, they're sick They're probably favorite. functioning as one of the best teams in the world at yeah. the minute, which is all credit to them. Uh, Tuchel's obviously gone and done a great job very quickly. I would say, and no asterisks against um, Chelsea or City for getting to the final, or even City for winning the um, the Premier League. But I think there has been a lack of genuine challenge from a lot of the big teams around Europe this well, season. Well, a lot of them have faltered. Like you look they at really have. Real, Barcelona, a, a lot of clubs in, in transition and, and, and whatnot. But you've got to wonder maybe how long that kind of thing would go on for. But mm. like you said, Barcelona, Real Madrid, certainly Juventus as well. Um, Bayern Munich haven't been the same team this season as they was. Definitely Liverpool. Mm. Manchester United finished second in the league, but they were so far away from winning it. Not, yeah. not, not points-wise, comfortably they didn't win it. Yeah. But as a as a unit, as a club, they're so far away from winning the mm. league, right? Yeah. So yeah. But, but the, the way I'd put it is, I, I I've I hit on like a um, an analogy I really like these days, which is the idea of matchups. And that matters more in the Champions League than it does in the Premier League. Because if you think, if I think about it this way, what do I think are City's bad matchups? And I think they only have two or three in the in the Premier League, which is basically Man United, Chelsea, and Liverpool. And that's not just because they're the three best teams; it's that I think they're also the teams best equipped with this with the like skill set to beat them. Sure. Like Liverpool press more than they do; they're not quite as fluid off like um, on the ball and that kind of thing. They don't have quite the same level of midfield talent. But they they have the ability to like energy a team out of a mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Chelsea are ex- so like now at least, and the example from the game from the Champions League is that they're so extraordinary defensively that they they can they're hard to beat. Mm-hmm. So they can be that kind of team that will just nick a goal in the whatever. Yeah, you, you know, nev- that kind you, of thing. You never worry and, about yeah. Chelsea. Conceding mm. even two goals in a game, exactly. right? You worry about them potentially not scoring at the other end. But yeah. you, you don't. You don't. I don't see anyone scoring yeah. two goals past them. Exactly, like, and, it's crazy. And, but. and then, like with Man United, which is one of the reasons why I think they're surprisingly good against top teams or have been over the last sort of two or three years, is that because they play a, a style of football that I think people like to pretend it isn't, but it's basically counter-attacking football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, using pace. Uh, getting the ball forward quickly that kind of thing um, not necessarily wanting that much possession mm. compared to at least most of the top teams mm. I think that that kind of thing can be really effective against most teams but it's really bad against the teams that sit deep at you and that's like the opposite example is like I still think Chelsea have more bad matchups than City do mm. because if they don't if they're in games where they need to score and they don't then it becomes difficult for them sure uh, same with like Liverpool except I think they have been all over the place this season um like Leicester, for example, are the same thing. Is uh, they're, they're really good against the teams below them because they can dominate the ball and they've got better players mm-hmm. than those teams. But they're not very good at teams above them because they outplay them. 
and it's like that that's the way I view and I and I think that stuff matters way more in the Champions League. It's like I still would back City to beat more teams than I would back Chelsea to beat more teams. Yeah. But the but the fact is I think Chelsea are one of the best set up teams to be beat to to beat Man City. Like that's the way I view tournament football and I and I think the idea that Pep's tenure as a Man City manager should be in any way tainted as a result of not winning the league of winning the Champions League is a little bit lame in my view but the idea that he would be celebrated even more if he had is is perfectly reasonable it's valid yeah Yeah, whereas but it's like for me this is the difference between like a 9 out of 10 and a 9.5 or 10 out of 10 it's it's negligible in my view I remember when City got 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 this money in, and they you know they signed uh, a few players here and there, and it and it took them a while to get into their groove. Mm. But I remember thinking that under Mancini, City were serious, and I remember thinking under Pellegrini that City were serious. Yeah, but they they don't compare even in the slightest to to these to these Pep squads that no. he's that he's um, developed over the past what five seasons or so. Um, Isn't four Premier Leagues in five seasons the best ever record? Well, I, I think didn't um, didn't United do? They won three in a row. Yeah, they won they? three in a row. Sorry, three in a row. And then I think they. And then I think Chelsea won twice. Was that Mourinho? I don't think Chelsea have ever won twice in a row. Mourinho won twice. Did he in a row? I think so. Yeah. Didn't he get ninety-two points in the like eighty-five? I don't know, but this is. I think this is later on that in in the mid two thousands going into the, the 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 ten. So it may have even been. I think it was a Chelsea win in like two thousand and nine, ten under Carlo Ancelotti, mm. and then I think Manchester United went back and won two on the trot or something. It it, it all blurs into one for me yeah. with that sort of stuff. But there's no doubt in that City, you know, ha- have been the best team in England for. For 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 a, for a good while, but all credit to Chelsea, they they fully deserved the the win on on the day, and like that makes it sound like anything can happen on the day, mm. and you know like a big underdog kind of thing, but it but it wasn't, and it isn't no. like it's a much fully, more even matchup than I think most yeah, people get yeah, the credit, and for. they fully fully deserve to win the game, like mm. like but barring that. Um, that tackle that uh, Rudiger made on, I think it was Foden, um, when he was going for a shot, and that late Mares half chance that he mm. turned into a chance. They did nothing yeah. against Chelsea. The, the, the way I put it is like if you if you asked who, and this goes back to your point about the individual matchups thing, it's like who out of who were the best five players in the game? They were all Chelsea players. Yeah. every like, single easily, one of them. Yeah. easily. Yeah, whereas a lot of the time you go like. Are uh, like these three were the top three, and they were all Chelsea players. But then De Bruyne and Aguero were amazing. Yeah. Whereas here you'd be like, no, nah, the top, the best players on the pitch were all the Chelsea players. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Again, Aspilicueta was great as well. Oh, he like, was fantastic. His post match was great as well. Yeah, like, yeah. He was, they, they who was it? Well up for it. Who was it? Who told the press they 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 asked him a question? He went to be honest, I don't fucking care. One it was Havertz. Yeah, 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 what yeah. a man! Yeah, I, lo- I, read, like, I, I read that. Interview. To be honest, I don't fucking care. We just won the fucking Champions League. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair yeah. play to him. Anyway. It, it, to be honest, it was really nice. I remember when um, I remember the for the FA Cup final when we had the fans back in and stuff. I kind of felt the presence of the fans a li- little mm. bit more in that. Maybe because it's Wembley and it's FA Cup final day, and perhaps I'm a little bit more sentimental about FA Cup final day, having actually seen my team 
play in an FA Cup final before, and may, yeah. maybe it's something to do with that. I don't know, but that felt really, really nice. And obviously, having uh, there was obviously that mishap with a lot of Chelsea fans not being able to get there, which is really unfortunate. Um, maybe it's because it's, it's the first time because I didn't enjoy the last couple of finals really. Mm. Um, the PSG Bayern game was really good as a final, but I just didn't really care who yeah. won. Really, I'm not really particularly anti-PSG mm. you know because of questions about their ownership and stuff which is you know it's almost a separate argument and mm. I, I do have issues with it but I'm not anti-PSG because of it because I think about a unit of players on, on, a, on a pitch playing a game mm. and City are just the same as that right they, they deserve to be treated as a team of players and, and recognised as, as such Yeah. but it was just really really nice just to see um Fans there, people celebrating. All the players getting p- pictures of the Champions League with their girlfriends after the game and stuff. Yeah. And Tuchel and his wife and his kids and stuff. It was just, it was just dead nice. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it was dead nice. There's a couple of really interesting um, things that I, as well that got brought up that I think are like quite interesting to think about. So is when you think about in that game, who are the underdogs? I feel like a lot of people would say Chelsea, but but actually the 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 pressure of that game was was on City, wasn't it? In terms of the fact that they're the better team, but they've never won the Champions League. No. And Chelsea are a much more established club in Europe than City are. I mean, yeah, they've won it once, and they've won the Europa League twice as well. Exactly. And, and City have not won a European tournament in They may have won one. I, I know Probably. that they did They did some, some good things in like the yeah. 70s and stuff, but I can't really speak upon it. But certainly in... Certainly, certainly in our in our lifetime, they they've barely made enough before this tournament, really. Yeah. And I know they got knocked out against Leon, um, but they really have barely made an effect on it. Really, they've got to I think to two previous semi-finals before this, but it doesn't feel yeah. that way. No. Maybe maybe because, like you said, there is that weight of expectation on them to actually yeah. win it. Yeah, when they're because as good we, as we they see that we see yeah, and we see them week in week out, like you know. Decimate teams. Yeah, truly, truly. But yeah, uh, again, obviously, massive congratulations to Chelsea. And yeah, let's quickly. We're not going to speak about it for too long, but quickly switch our attentions to congratulating uh, Brentford on on getting promoted as well. I know you didn't watch the game. I didn't. Um, so I, I could. Yeah, it, it 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 was a very entertaining. It was a pretty entertaining game. It kind of had everything you would kind of want from it. I guess the only problem with, with it as a spectacle was that it always looked like Brentford were going to win it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't so sure going into it. I know that a lot of people would have preferred Brentford to go in it because a lot of people now have this affinity with Brentford because of the way they run their club, mm. especially compared to somebody like Swansea who have like eight or nine players in on loan and it's, and it's very much a work in progress, and but not a project at the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're Welsh. Um, so maybe um, and we obviously we haven't seen Brentford in the um, in in the Premier League before. So yeah, but they they were they they looked like they were going to win it from the get go. They do, they yeah. dominated early doors and and I think on 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 balance of because I actually wasn't because when they didn't come up last season I wasn't too gutted about it mm. because Scott Parker was managing Fulham and obviously I love Scott Parker because West Ham and just legend genuine yeah, yeah, seems he like a, a genu- nice guy genuine legend um, and he actually did good things with Fulham they they mm. maybe they you could argue they're the best team in the championship at the time but he actually did good good things with them but I wasn't too downhearted about Brentford not coming up mm. this time I feel like it's good to have them here because it's it's just nice to see 
uh, a good culture rewarded. Right? Yeah, that's literally you took the words out of my mouth. It's like I, I have absolutely adored the way that they do their transfers, particularly like I don't think I don't think it's should be underestimated how impressive it is what they do with their forwards. Like, um, f- for example, is I do generally think it's easier to sign players when you're a smaller club, when you're in the top of the championship, lower Premier League. I think it's easier to sign players. Maybe not lower Premier League. Is that because of the... the the, the, the pool is bigger. To, the pool is bigger. Yeah, yeah, so like basically Man United know that there's only maybe 10 or 15 strikers in the world that improve their team. Brentford know if there's... That. yeah Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 10. Yeah. Brentford know that there's hundreds yeah and and yet they still somehow get it right every single time like mm. find me a find me another club that signed as many 20 plus goal a season strikers as yeah. they have like ollie watkins neil mopai ivan tony in the last three or four years alone yeah, yeah. And, I, and i and i think it's probably been overdue that the like you say the way that they run their club and the way that they do things should be rewarded with premier league football yeah especially as i think they're such a reasonable club to the players that they have and that they they don't deny these guys moves they well, yeah. did they did that they sell them for reasonable amounts of money well, and i, move I on. think that really works in their favor right yeah. because i think ivan tony goes there having actually ripped it up with um uh, was it Peterborough he was at before? Yeah, I think so. And he was, Peterborough signed amazing strikers. And he was doing well. really great, right? And he signed him for six million quid. He's now probably in that pool of being worth 35, 40 million quid, probably. Yeah. A, a decent 20, season. 25, 35, somewhat. Well, I think a decent it. season in the Premier League will see him. And I, I mean, decent return for a, for a striker like that playing for a mm. club at probably 10, 12 goals. Yeah. I think that will kind of see him in that bracket being English as well and having that little premium. Mm. I think it actually works really in their favour that players can go there knowing that they can use it as a as a, a stepping stone and like mm. something to leapfrog off of. I think it arguably makes it harder to hold on to players. Mm. But if you're a club that is fully adamant that you wouldn't want to hold players back and as long as you get the right price for them, that's how football clubs should be run, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and Ben Rama as well. You've got these creators Yeah, yeah, as of course. Well. Oh, yeah, Ben yeah, Rama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a couple more that I'm not really thinking of, but there's so many players that have come out of there that have been so... Yeah, I mean, James Tarkovsky was, yeah, was, was yeah. there um, quite, quite a while back. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan, but... Nah, um, nah, I get it, though. But, yeah, obviously, it's nice to see a, a, a team come up as well. Like, like I said, Swansea had eight or nine players on loan, and it would have been... Mm-hmm. I think a big ask for them to stay up. I think Brentford are, equi- are equipped for it, right? Yeah. Obviously, coming up, they need to now invest right, hold on to players as well. It's going to be important. I think they've obviously got more chance of doing that now, especially with the likes of Ivan Tony, of doing yeah. that now than they would have done. Well, he would have left, frankly, yeah. like if, if they'd have stayed but, down. My, my, my thing is now is like, keep an eye on Brentford's transfer window because I assure you, that even if they don't necessarily stay up next year or whatever, that the players they sign will be really interesting. And they'll p- most likely play for them in the championship as yeah, well, yeah. right? Is the is the big kind of thing. I, 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 and they're only a Brentford fan, which is really nice as yeah, well. Like yeah. it's just you know. Um, so yeah, yeah. Obviously, congratulations to them. Great day at, at Wembley for them, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. Them. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of Thomas Frank in his post matches. He's Seems like a very interesting kind of quirky guy, so yeah. hopefully he doesn't get too. Um, people seem to dull down obviously when they get to like the very top of the game a little bit. So hopefully yeah. he keeps a little bit of his 
little bit of his wit and his charm. Um, but yeah, I, I really look forward to watching them next season, definitely. And I hope they stay up. And then after that, that in a weird way, that's obviously when the challenge really begins, right? Mm, yeah. He's staying up after that. And I, and I know that, that clubs such as yourself have, have managed to, to do that. But obviously, Just, we saw, we saw with Sheffield United this season that, that yeah. they, they obviously floundered like you know massively so that that's that's when the real test comes but um i hope they can do it i hope they can stay up and it's just nice to it's always nice to have a couple of teams in there that you don't see all the time right yeah oh yeah as good as, but, as much as i think norwich deserved to be back in the premier league because of the way they've handled things and i don't feel like watford ever really deserved to go down actually yeah yeah but i, I feel the same it is really nice to to have always have like a little wild card in there but this is now a different kind of wild card where it's a wild card you actually think could cement themselves as a proper Premier League team in the coming years well and clubs will like I see them as sort of like a Southampton-y type it's like at the very least clubs will buy their players and that's not just the, the kit no it's not just the <laughs> kit I'm not just being like oh red and white but yeah like um, and, that, and that's the other thing all the teams that got promoted um, I actually don't know that much about how Watford play but like Norwich and Brentford both play this really cool interesting style of football mm. um, at the very least it's entertaining and it's good mm. to watch and it's like it might get them relegated but I would much rather watch that than fucking West Brom yeah, or, and, 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 and or Brentford, Palace or Burnley or Newcastle. Yeah, Brentford also played um, three different formations yeah. in, in their three games in the in the, in the the playoffs. Yeah, they, he wears Graham Potter pyjamas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fan as well then. Yeah, he's in good company with be? you then, isn't he? He wouldn't be. He's England's best manager, according to Pep Guardiola. Well, we, I guess we can talk about England's actual manager <laughs> now. Which, what a smooth transition. Yeah, good, isn't it? Straight in with it. So, yeah, um, England squad, man. Right. So, uh, okay, so uh, it's obviously very ignorant of us to, to assume that anybody might have not seen it. Yeah. But... Um, Should I give it a little read Yeah, out? give it a little read, yeah. Dean Henderson, Sam Johnston, Jordan Pickford. So who was dropped out of that? That was Ramsdale. Ramsdale. Yeah, we knew Pro- that was coming right fair, from yeah. the provisional. Um, then yeah. the defenders are John Stones, mm. Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Kyle Walker, Tyrone Mings, Reese James, Connor Cody, Ben Chilwell, Kieran Trippier. Okay. The famous four right backs of Trippier, Walker, Alexander-Arnold, and James, which we'll get onto, I'm sure. Midfielders of Mason Mount, Declan Rice, Jordan really? Henderson, Bellingham, and Calvin Phillips. A very loose midfield, in my opinion. Yeah. We'll get onto that, I'm sure. Um, and the forwards of Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Raheem, Dominic Calvert Lewin, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Jaden Sancho, Bukayo Saka, who you would presume is not really a forward, he's a utility forward. Where, it's a utility everything, isn't yeah, it? Where yeah, it's like when, it's like he can just play anywhere up the left. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, left mid, yeah, we're playing left wing, yeah, mm. left back, yeah. Just stick him in there. So let's start at the, let's start at the 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 top of the list there. So so, yeah. so we start with the goalkeepers. I don't think there's really too much to talk about with that really. Obviously, we know that um we all knew that Ramsdale was going to be the player to drop out. He's he's got the least experience there. I think he would have enjoyed and relished the experience of being in, in the England camp, which I think a, a couple of the players who did miss out on, and only a couple of them would have really relished, because I think a lot of them had potentially more serious amb- ambitions and chances of going than, than the other players. Mm. Um, but it's a great experience for him. He's a good keeper. Yeah. He's had a tough season, but but he's played well, but he's been in a fucking bad he's, team. He's, a, he's an okay keeper. He won't get transferred this summer. He won't. No, no, no. Yeah. He, he, he won't. But we... 
we knew of, of the keepers available. Obviously, Nick Pope is um, unavailable due to a, a surgery. We knew that those three would be going, right? And we predict yeah. that most likely Pickford will start. Probably. The games, which it, is... He has not had a terrible season. He hasn't. He hasn't. Had he hasn't. And, 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 and that argument is that he's never let England down, which is something that I'm kind of okay with. Yeah. I think... I think a lot of people get it's arguably the most important position on the pitch in in a sense, right? And mm-hmm. uh, certainly a, a, a lot of goalkeepers would would reinforce that to you. I, I think I think uh, I want to add to that in a way because it's like my view on the goalkeeper thing is is like it's the it's the position on the pitch you most fail from if you get wrong. Yes, but it's not the most important. Which position. we have, which we have seen a lot yeah. of England keepers do. Yeah. We had we had. Paul Robinson against Croatia. We had Scott Carson against Croatia. We had Rob Green against USA. Mm. We had maybe even you know David Seaman against Brazil. Right? Yeah. Like we've seen uh, keepers and and Joe Hart at club level. Like we've seen keepers go through it, man, yeah, for man. England. And like like that. That's the way I put it. Is is you would rather have a world class striker than a world class goalkeeper, but you'd also rather have a bad striker than a bad goalkeeper. Yeah. You know yeah. I, mean? I think that's probably yeah. fair. I, I I don't get too. For use of a better term, but her yeah. about um, about Pickford playing in goal for England. I if I had it my way, I would rather start Henderson and, and realistically probably Pope as well. But mm. I do think it does stand to reason that Pickford has never played badly for England. Yeah, like literally never. Um, and if it's you know I, I, Everton, I think Everton are a bit of a fucking pony club <laughs> anyway. And like and like just because you beat them to Europe this season. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, fucking finally, <laughs> I swear. Like, but um, but playing badly for Everton, and you know he had a few errors in him at, at Sunderland as well. But playing bad for, badly for Everton and playing badly for England are two different things. Yeah. And he's and he's shown that. So I'm I'm perfectly fine with Pickford. Obviously, Pickford was always going to be in the three. Most likely, he'll start, and I'm kind of fine with that. Mm. I feel like people can only really jump on him when he has made those errors for for England. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think we can agree on the goalkeeper spot, generally. Yeah, but I mean, that, that, I'd like it, to see Henderson maybe get a game, don't it, get me wrong, but but I'm not sure how likely it is. And I do think Sam Johnson has been really good for West Brom's role. He's obviously yeah. been exposed to a lot of shots, which I think kind of, in, in a way, works in his favour because he's been able to showcase what he's capable of doing. But mm. he has showcased it, and that's yeah. a testament to him. Um, and I think he deserves his spot there. I do think... Nick Pope probably would have got in ahead of him, yeah, oh, given yeah. that he's been in the England setup before. And again, as as when when been available this season, he's performed very well, just as he always did, and got nearly got the yeah. Golden Glove last season as and well. He's arguably the best shot stopper. And yeah, that, and that's yeah. that's is that depressing, a little bit um, that, that Nick Pope, who was probably like a good seven, like top, like a like a B B level goalkeeper is our best goalkeeper I would I would like say B, that it's B been a, I would say that on paper at least it's been a problem position for mm. England for a long time yeah I think that if you if you just look at the names especially when we had you know the glitz and glamour of having um, Ashley Cole and, and, and Sol Campbell and Rio and like Gary yeah. Neville and stuff in a back Vampire line goals, they would always be backed up by yeah. a keeper that doesn't play for one of the biggest teams yeah. in the country which Rob Green. maybe speaks more towards the culture of the of the the bigger teams rather than actually the quality of the England keepers but yeah. um but it, it does again it does stand to reason that it probably has been a bit of a problem position for England but mm-hmm. it wasn't at the the um at the World Cup and I'm not saying that we're going to go back into it and get to a semi-final by any stretch but Pickford's always played well for England and I think he deserves yeah. to start for them yeah. personally and I think 
Southgate constantly reinforcing his confidence in him is only going to do him the world of good as well. Yeah, it's like probably the position I'm most comfortable with Southgate not starting the guy I would start. Because it's like, I, I would, I would start it, yeah. Henderson, but I'm not... But the fact is, is it's, an, it's a pretty, like... Uninteresting and well, he's a fixed, isn't he? Difference. He's fixed, right? Just like yeah. just like Kane up front. Pickford yeah. is 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 fixed for England. He, yeah. Like, well, like, not as much as Kane, but like, but Gareth Southgate really likes him. Yeah, yeah, he does. And maybe maybe he's jumped to his defence a lot because he's had to jump to his jump to his defence a lot um, mm. because people are quite slanderous of, of, of Pickford which again I understand at club level but he slanders himself a lot of the time so <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he kicks the shit out of people when he's, a, he's a, like the thing, the thing with Pickford that I think really doesn't help him is when he has a bad game he really doesn't help himself because he acts like a baby like he, he, he is prone to like a sort of winding the fans up and all of that and that's fine when you're good but when you have a disaster like he did the last sort of 18 months before this season I just think that kind of stuff really plays badly into your favour. It's like the Neymar diving stuff. Everyone likes watching Neymar have a bad game because mm. he always dives like a prick. Yeah, yeah. That's Whereas great. when uh, Aguero has a bad game, no one gives a shit mm. because it's Aguero. Yeah. Like, but yeah, defenders. I feel like the way we should approach this is um, we look at it and we go, who would who would we have left in? Who would we have taken out? Okay. So. I think we can agree. John Stones, Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, all nailed on. Yeah. It, I'm dependent on injuries, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be bothered to really touch on the injury stuff because it's no. Like, I mean, we, we uh, don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And, and we knew yeah. that Maguire, Henderson, if even likely to or possible possibility of them missing the first couple of games, we knew they would go anyway, yeah, right? Because exactly. they're too important to England. So um, yeah, all of those players, fine. I'm fine with that. Carl Walker, Trent. Yeah, I would take both. I think of them. I think Carl Walker was always going to go. I think yeah, that's yeah. fixed. Nailed I think on. Trent. Any conversations around Trent going for me were. Uh, I'm not going to say embarrassing because that that sounds really uh, like elitist and, and quite snobby. But mm. I, I think really misguided actually. Yeah, boring. Yeah, like. I, just, I just think I just think like, and I'm not even going to say like not informed or anything because, just because we host a podcast and and or whatever, it doesn't mean that we, have. And, and and everybody listening knows this as well. We we hold no um, no more. Um, we have no greater understanding of how players should perform. Yeah. Against other compared to other football fans, for instance, right? Yeah. But any argument that Trent Alexander Arnold shouldn't go. It, 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 I just really feel like it's more of like an anti-Liverpool thing, which what? I'm kind of okay it, with in in a sense, but it, I just feel it's, like it's, it's a bit silly. The one I always hear is that painfully boring and painful. I wish people would just stop he saying can't it. He can't defend. He can't defend. Trent is a bad defender. It's like no, he's like the eighth best defender yeah. or the seventh best. But defender I also, in the I, also th- I also think, and that it's like that's, but he's the best attacker by like yeah. an absurd distance. But he is, but but it, in a weird way, he is an attacker. He's yeah, not yeah. a defender. He's more than a he's more than a right back defender. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so sure, if you're playing a back four for England, you maybe don't start him, and I'm Mm. fine with that. He he was he he was arguably a better prospect or a better player than Trippier when we went to the World Cup, and he didn't he didn't start any of the games. I'm fine with that, but to not take him as an option, Mm. I I I I think out of all of the decisions that could have potentially have been made. After the provisional squad, the only one that I could say is wrong would be not taking Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, because 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 twenty because twenty of the players in the twenty six 
are shoo-ins, like yeah. definitive, maybe even 22 of them and, are definitive. And, and I think the only last shoo-in out of the remaining ones, so we did Trent, Carl, Walker, I think the only last shoo-in out of the rest of these is Ben Chilwell, purely because we don't really have another left That's, back. yeah, arguably for, la- for lack of... Um, for lack of like genuine competition, yeah. genuine challenge for that position, but but again, I'm fine with Luke Shaw and and um, and um, Chilwell being our left backs. I'm fine with that. It's the yeah. best we've got. I do. I wish we had better players there. You know, I don't think either of them are bad players. I think Luke Shaw, especially, has had a great season. I would again identify that as a position where we could do with having somebody just perhaps of the echelon maybe just above but we yeah. don't and I'm, I'm fine with that it's calm so then the remaining four I feel like were probably the most debated ones or at least the ones that were on the fringe I think we we will probably agree that one of them with hindsight and a recognition of his accomplishments this season is probably less on the fence which was Kieran Trippier I think I've definitely warmed to the idea that he is the best performing right back in that squad this season. He's had a great season, and also it, it, it again it, it's kind of along the same lines as Pickford, right? He's mm. trusted by Southgate, yeah, and that's I mean he was sat next to him in the press conference. Yeah, which he's watched. actually performed in an international tournament. Southgate adores him. I I think he was our best player actually at the at the yeah. um, maybe he's, there's he's that, in... that kind of argument of like recency bias because it was the last. Thing yeah. the last good thing any England player did at the World Cup was, was, was Trippier scoring that kick. you know the peak of all of our lives yeah, was yeah. was um, Trippier scoring that free kick but he was maybe our best player at that yeah which again maybe your right back in a tournament shouldn't be your best player fine but he 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 was phenomenal and Southgate trusts him he likes him he's had a great season with Athletic and it's very easy for me to sit here and say I, I always thought he was going to go. But mm. I always thought he was going to go. Yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. Because because you can't perform. You know, we don't see him week in week out at the minute. And it, even someone as myself who does like to try and watch foreign football, I don't really care for Spanish football so much. Mm. Um, uh, I haven't seen an awful lot of him, but I've got it on very good authority. They performed very highly, and mm. and 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 I like when we were speaking about it um, before we started recording. Working with somebody like Simeone definitely wouldn't have done him any harm, no. defensively speaking. I think it makes you a better defender when exactly. you're playing. It's, exactly. it's like, it's like so, the... Um, I, th- I always think that like the Burnley players get massively overrated, mm. like Tarkovsky and that, because they just get to defend so much mm. and they look amazing doing it. Um, but right, the remaining three positions I feel are the most debatable. And when I say that, is I mean I wouldn't have taken any of them. Wow, right. okay, fair. So the remaining three... Are Tyrone Mings, mm-hmm. Reese James, and Connor Cody? Mm-hmm. I would say the most naturally controversial of those, or at least within the bunch, just because people are talking about it, is is the fourth right back, which is Reese James. Yeah. Now I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if I was to drop any of those four, I would drop Reese James, and I know that's really uh, harsh considering we were just talking about how good he was in the Champions League final. But for me, if you think about the way you make up an international squad, it's like, right, what do you want out of your, your fullbacks or your players? So it's like, Trent's the best attacking right back. No question, he's the best by miles. Sure. So you've got what you want him in there for the game so you know you're going to dominate. You need a guy to whip the ball in. Cool. Walker's the, the most balanced in terms of he's good going forward. He's like sec- second or third best going forward. Second or third best yeah, going back. Right and, and he can play in the right yeah. centre back if we desperately need him to, though I think it's mental that he's being suggested for that again. Um, which we'll get on to. 
And then Trippier has got the advantage of already having played established in an international tournament and probably the most in form, mm-hmm. having played the most. For me, those three are fine. You've, then you've got Reese James, who isn't a better centre-back option than Kyle Walker, isn't a better defender than Kyle Walker, isn't as good an as- attacker as Trippier, and hasn't got the international pedigree and experience under the manager that Trippier does. Mm. So for me, I, I don't get what the scenario is in which you would want Reese James to play ahead of the other three, unless it's as that third-choice centre-back role, which, in my opinion, is a fucking problem. I think it's far more likely that we see Trent Alexander-Arnold supplementing as a midfielder mm. Because that is a really is a problem position for us, given injuries and just genuine talent, I think, as well. Um, I think it's likely that Trent has been taken with that in mind more so. Yeah. I know Gareth Southgate mentioned that in his in his press conference last week as well. I'm fine with the four right backs going. I actually didn't think it would happen because I, like everybody, had been reading that Trent wasn't gonna go. And yeah. I, I've already given my opinions on that. I'm fine with four right backs going because they're not, you know, we're not going to play a back four every game, and then there's not going to be three right backs sat on the bench every game. So no. I'm I'm literally fine with that. I but have no issue with that. My, personally. my my issue with it is what it implies about the rest of the team and Southgate's thinking is that he would rather have Trent Alexander Arnold as a midfielder or Reese James as a centre back than he would. Ben Godfrey, Ben White, or Ezra Concer as a centre back, yeah, but or, or James Ward-Prowse as a midfielder, and I don't want James Ward-Prowse to go. I understand. But... I I understand that as as a as an argument, but as crazy as it seems, because we are talking about a selection, I kind of think it's irrelevant because I do because I, I do just think that you've got four players there that they're going into it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Southgate's got all four of them in a room and said to them, look, this is how this is going to go, right? Yeah. This is how this is going to go. Kyle, you've supplemented in a, a, a right centre-back position before. Reese James has played there a couple of times. I think potentially overplayed his ability. Uh, it is overplayed, um, his level of ability to play there, given that he's played two games there. But he has played there before. I do think everyone has mentioned for years really that ever since Trent has been around really that Trent could play in midfield mm. do I think that well he used to be a midfielder do I think that perhaps showcasing that on the biggest you know behind the World Cup obviously or whatever the biggest international stage on the world is the way to go potentially not but I, I think this all needs to come in with the caveat that we have some seriously unfortunate doubts and or definitive injuries coming into this mm. and I actually think it's it, it, it would be a lot easier if if a lot of uh, uh, of a squad selection if a lot of these players that were going um, were not going just because they were injured like blanket they are injured yeah. but because we have Maguire and Henderson and Phillips and you know potentially Rashford as well and that Grealish. are all and Grealish that are all kind of injured. Yeah, I do really think it it, it has made this this whole squad 
announcement, it has to be unorthodox. And I'm mm. not necessarily reveling in the fact that it is unorthodox and looking forward to it, but it hasn't worried me in the slightest seeing the team. So my issue is more probably it comes more from the remaining two defenders in that list. It being Tyrone Mings and Connor Cody. Yeah, I'm not I, I'm not I like, thrilled about Mings. I like Connor Cody yeah. as a footballer. I like I don't like Tyrone Mings full stop, I'll just admit that. Mm-hmm. But I like Connor Cody. That's probably the better way for me to frame this. I think so he's probably there like... on the basis that he's played in a five before, right? So that's the thing, right? Connor, Co- Connor Cody and Tyrone Mings are both 28 years old. Yes, it's good to have some something resembling experience mm-hmm. on the bench. Sure. But what experience do they have? Tyrone Mings, is, they both have experience of finishing mid-table in the Premier League playing in teams where I think they are the second best defender in their defence right I think Willy Bolly is a better defender than Conor Cody yeah, but we can't take him we've been yeah. through this <laughs> <laughs> but you know we can yeah. take is Ezra fucking concert. Yeah. Ezra concert is a better defender than Tyrone Mings at a younger age in my view and he hasn't even been considered I would have been okay with Ben White losing his spot in the England team to Ezra Concer, I'm not okay with him losing it to Tyrone Mings or Conor Cody because he's five years younger. There's, we were talking about the versatility of these players as if that's a positive. That positive doesn't seem to have applied to Ben White, who's played at right centre-back, left centre-back, right-back, centre-defensive mid, mid. And actually done it mm. at times rather than mm. just being popped in there from time to time. Yeah, yeah. One of his best performances seasons was against Leeds in centre-defensive mid, mm. where we don't have any real good options beyond Rice. And Hendo, if you count him as a, as a that position, which I don't, I don't think that's what he is. Like Ben Godfrey has just been basically nice, clean, solid centre back the season. Ezra Concer, like I said, is the better defender than Mings. For me, it it disappoints me that he's instead opted for two twenty eight year old centre backs, who who I ju- who I simply don't think are ever going to be of the standard to be in the England team. Whereas I think Ben White and Ezra Concer and Ben Godfrey all could be England internationals when Harry Maguire and John Stones phase out. Hmm. I don't think Tyrone Mings and and Connor Cody are ever going to be England's best two options. Again, I, that, that, and people might say Dunk's been better than White this season, which he has. But, and I would probably take Dunk over Mings there. Like, like apparently the reason he didn't pick Dunk was because Dunk is 29 which is bollocks because Mings is 28 it's just mm. like a made up paper talk if he says he doesn't like him just say you don't like him but like for me White is White has the higher ceiling and therefore should get the experience and get the minutes I think that's fair and and, and well, I think the, I, the idea for me that we're going to be starting Mings and Stones or Mings and Cody at some point in the in the in the international Euros is just depresses me so much. I think I think that logic, um, what you've said there about getting players a certain level of experience ahead of other players has probably come into play um, in the midfield selection a little bit. Um, so we've got Calvin Phillips is going. Yeah. Henderson's going. Mm-hmm. Rice is going. Yep. Bellingham is going. Yep. And then who's the other centre mid? Mason Mount and jo- yeah Mason yeah. Mount. Mason Mount. Okay, fine. Well, actually, to be fair, I don't, I don't actually think any of those players have got in there. Well, I can only really ap- apply in in a sense to Bellingham. I don't think Belling Bellingham is in there because he's 
got a higher ceiling or anything. I think he's in there because he's a better player. Yeah. Just just as he is now. Than the 17, other options. Yeah. yeah. At, at 17 years old even. like, or, I don't think Gareth, Gareth Southgate cares about the fact he's 17. I don't, yeah. I don't think that he is a player that is here to get to get a little bit of international experience, get away with the lads or anything like that. I think he's there because he is within, well within his, uh, you know, uh, well within his merit to be there, right? Yeah. Well, should we, um, this is the other thing, is should we include Sancho in that pack of midfielders? Because five midfielders is shit. Like, if, you, if that was actually our midfield options, that's not good enough, is it? Well, you're asking should we? Like, as in... Because Foden is included as a forward in the England uh, squad. Uh, Foden is more of a midfielder than... Exactly. Uh, Saka is more of a midfielder and, and, than, well, than, than... And Grealish, than, if you wanted to play 10, could. Yeah. Um, but, like, my, my... Because my point of view would be is if you're going with, fi- with five central midfielders in mind, that's shit. That's shocking. Because in my view, you need two, D- you need two DMs, two st- and then two engine room midfielders and two creative midfielders. Yeah. And so I would argue the two creative midfielders are... Foden and um, probably Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think Bellingham is probably more versatile than that. He's a bit more like a Tielemans. Um And then your your two sort of grafty midfielders are probably like Henderson and Mount. And then your two like eights are um, no, sorry, Henderson and Rice mm. for the two sort yeah, of defensive yeah. midfielders. Yeah. And then Mount and whoever's left Calvin Phillips yeah. well, Calvin Phillips is probably more of a DM than Henderson is yeah so I guess I guess the the surprise um, omission I, I, I'd say surprise in a sense omission from that that midfield pack is the absence of Jesse Lingard James Ward-Prowse probably I don't think that's a surprise I, personally I, I, had... I, 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 I think James Ward-Prowse is a good player I think he's phenomenal at set pieces, which I do think is very valuable to England. But I, di- I don't think he, I didn't think he was going to go. I, 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 I it's interesting because I agree with you in that I, I probably didn't, I didn't think he was good enough to be playing for England's midfield. Mm. But, um, but I was quite surprised when he didn't go, just because of like we said, the lack of actual central midfielders. And and the fact that I think Southgate likes a player like him. But even it to me. <laughs> Oddly enough, even with that lack of centre midfielders, I don't see... All I can envision is us having a, a corner and him bringing on Ward-Prowse to take <laughs> it. Like, and I know I know that's probably, like, pig ignorant to Ward-Prowse's ability and and his um, his quality as, as a player. Because I'll, I'll admit, I don't really make a habit of watching Southampton because they're fucking dross. Mm. But I know that he's played all of the minutes for the past two seasons which obviously speaks to not just his quality but also his work rate and his fitness and all, and all this sort of stuff I'm I honestly could not care less about James Ward-Prowse going I really no could. I, 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 I could almost, but... almost other than Ramsdale in that list of um, in that list of players even though centre midfield is a problem position and, and I, I genuinely have nothing against James Ward-Prowse in that thirty-three, he is the player that least excites me with the potential of going. Oh, oh, which is which is by a like bit a mad distance. considering how incredibly he is at set pieces. But by like a distance. But if you'd asked me who would I be more who would I be more interested in playing, um, 
Rhys James in central midfield or, or Trent in central midfield or James Will Prowse. And I'd say James Will Prowse simply because of the fact that Because he is a midfielder. Yeah, and then Rhys James and, and, and not that I don't think players should be encouraged or be it's valuable that they play other positions. It's like Graham Potter's my fucking manager, of course I'd be. Of course I value that. He's he's played six yeah. players at wing back this season. But do you know what it is? I'm far more excited at the prospect of I will say the words finally getting to see Trent potentially play in midfield than I am at the potential of James Ward-Prowse going because I do... Again, I, I think James Ward-Prowse doesn't get into any future England team. I, he, he just no, doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. But neither does Tyrone Mings or Conor Cody. No, no, I, I, and I agree with that, which is why I mentioned that it's strange that, that certain logic seems to have been applied in, in certain areas because... Those 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 two real problem positions for us are the centre midfield and the centre defensive positions, right? Mm. And it, is, it seems like he's kind of applied different logic to them in a weird way, yeah. and that's why a lot of my my mates have been at me today, like, ah, oh, like, are you, how are you feeling about like um, Lingard not going? And, and you know, what? Firstly, he's not our player, so so he, I'm not. But but obviously, I've watched a lot of him, and I do think he he also shouldn't go. They, well, well, there's this there's this. There's one word that I would say that is uh, misappropriated and and um, and holds far too much value when it comes to international squad picking, and that word is deserve. Mm. And like, like you know, you could apply that to football generally because you like, you know. I love a deserve. I think deserve, Brian deserve yeah, to be yeah, in yeah. the top half of the. But the thing season. is, like, Jesse Lingard has been. If it was for the like post January, Jesse Lingard gets into the team of the season, right? Mm. But the thing is, you don't deserve to go because you have a great season. You deserve to you deserve to go. It, it makes it sound like uh, Gareth Southgate is like like omni benevolent, but you deserve to go if you get picked by your by your manager. Um, and I know that no. sounds really like bad because 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 then again, if Kane got left out which he obviously never would, you would say, ah, oh, but Kane deserved to go. That's fucking stupid. And I get that. But I think that somebody who isn't going to definitively start doesn't have the merit of deserving to go. The, the issue for me with Lingard is, is um, and they actually alluded to it in the press conference and on the TV, is um, he's a victim of the competition. And, and that's a good thing. Because, like, in my view, it's like, if you ask me who like had... Madison. Who, who Madison had, is the exact exactly. same, right? If, if you ask me who had the best two-month spell out of all of those players, like, the players I'm thinking of here are pretty, probably Lingard, Grealish, uh, Sancho, Foden. Those are probably the main four mm-hmm. of the players who could play that 10. Mm-hmm. I, I think, realistically, Grealish and Foden are the two that will most likely play there. I think Mad- 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 Madison, as well. Madison as well. Yeah. And Mount, Mount as well. But I think yeah. Mount... Is going to play in midfield as a result of us not having anyone else. Fair. Like, but um, and Foden might end up doing the same. But um, like out of all of those players, you ask me the order of those players who's who's had the best season, and Lingard is at the bottom of those five still for the course of a, a, yeah. of a whole season. And, and, and like tied with Madison in like fifth and sixth, and I like Madison. Well, you lot, put it. You put but, if you were to put it this way, like let's say we were talking about the. Announcement for the like the Wales team or the Scotland team. Absolutely no disrespect to any of those other home nations, but Deli Ali gets into that team. Yeah, uh, even yeah. though he's even though he's been nowhere this season for the past two seasons, but yeah, he gets into me- that team. That's mental. I hadn't even thought about Deli Ali. No, exactly, because he's nowhere near it. Yeah, and so I'm uh, while I think Lingard could 
and if he were to have gone, probably would have made positive impact for the team. I'm not. I feel upset for him because mm. um, I do think he's worked really hard, and I think that having spoke to a lot of people, most people even before it was um, realised that he wasn't going to make it, thought he deserved to make it. I feel bad for him in that respect, but I don't. I don't think there's any glaring mistake in in this in this whole squad selection because I I, I, re- I really don't I, I don't think it's perfect, and I don't think it was ever going to be perfect because you can't please all the people like all of the time you know like I, I think that the there's no glaring mistake that comes as a res, that that um comes from a genuine choice if you know what i mean like like yeah yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think there's no like the, tailored actual genuine the, mistake made yeah. by somebody it's not like he's yeah. like holy fuck i've left out ramos mm. or something like that whereas yeah. well, that's a genuine choice to leave out ramos mm. whereas like he, he most of his decisions are like I, like he said in the press conference, I've picked the four best right-backs because they are four of our best players, mm. which is probably right. Four of the best 30 England players this season are probably these right-backs. Yeah. And that's at least a justifiable reason why you'd pick them, even though I think it's still a stupid reason. Mm. Um, but then we get on to probably the least controversial area, I'd say, which is the forwards. Yeah. Where where the problem so it's Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Raheem, Dominic Calvert Lewin, Phil mm. Foden, Jack Grealish, mm. Jane Sancho, Bakaya Saka. I think we argued that um that out of those realistically Foden and Saka are probably not gonna be treated like out and out forwards. I don't think the, I don't think Saka's gonna be treated like as out out and out anything for yeah. probably the rest of his career actually yeah, because he's because he's proven himself to be to be so useful. I think that the I think that Saka's... A lot of people have been saying, that, I, that I've been saying anyway, that Saka... How can you take Saka and not take Lingard? And mm. I think, well, you've got... Realistically, in that team, you've got four left, like, left-footed like players. Mm. Or five, well, and, I suppose, and, with Mings. But, and arguably three number tens. But you, 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 you... Saka, I'm fine with him going. I do, I do, I do think he... I don't think he'll make much of an impact for England. I don't think he'll play an awful lot. Yeah. But I know that, especially Gareth, will have a for his own peace of mind to have a player like that around will be fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so I I think that we should make the 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 case for the players who have arguably been left out of that. So I'd argue there's four who who were in with a shout of getting in that lineup and didn't make it. Okay. And I'd argue that Ollie Watkins. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, Harvey Barnes would have been, but he's injured, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's been injured for ages. I yeah. think he also would have been as well. I think he would have got in there, probably yeah. probably ahead of... Mm-hmm. I don't know who, who ahead of, I think actually, I think if it, you take him ahead of Saka, to be honest, I think you throw maybe. you throw that peace of mind thing out um, the window, but you take him. And, yeah. and then one, which I, I don't even really want to entertain that much, because I think it's... I'm actually quite glad he didn't pick him, mm. which is Mason Greenwood. Okay. Like, I think... Well, that's that, interesting. Why? Why... So, so the, the I I know some people who are, I won't I don't even need to explain who they support, mm. but who said that Greenwood deserves in ahead of Dominic Calvert Lewin, mm. and and those people need to fucking check themselves out mm. because seriously that's a mental opinion, mm. mental. Gre- Greenwood's had a good twenty game spell in his career, 
Dominic Calvert-Lewin's just finished as the third or fourth top score, goal scorer in the Premier League over yeah. the course of 38 games and was in pretty a shit team. Uh, in a shit team <laughs> and was pretty good before that and is still only 22 and is a tailor-made replacement for Harry Kane. Mm. Like how can you Ollie Watkins you make almost exactly the same argument for. Yeah. Like the idea that Greenwood is somehow more useful than either of those two is is fucking crazy to me. Like, absolutely crazy. I think Greenwood is a really interesting, really promising talent, but the idea that he's ready-made to go to an international tournament and even come off the bench, sure, maybe that's useful. Like, oh, yeah, this idea that he comes off bench and gets gets goals, which I think is a myth. Like, I don't think he scored as many goals off the bench as people think he has. Mm. Like, for me, that that one's a no-brainer not to take Greenwood. Like, like, I would take Greenwood if it wasn't for for the fact that there are four strike four good English strikers who've scored more than him. I think I, I actually think but, in, in in a weird way, as much as we we don't know, but Gareth may have very well wanted to have take taken him. Mm. I guess having the decision taken out of his hands, being that he's not fit enough to go, was probably quite nice. I mean, in 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 a way, you know, because I don't think there was any pressure on him to take him, and I also don't think there was any pressure on him to leave him out. But to have one decision made for him must have been quite nice, at least. But there, there but even then, my vote, my vote on it is name the best five English strikers this season: Kane, Calvert Lewin, and Watkins. Probably the next the next two tied. Bamford maybe gets into ba- that conversation. Bam- Bamford, yeah. Vardy. Tony. Uh, to- to- Tony, <laughs> Rashford, they've all been better than Greenwood. Mm. This idea that, like, you've. I, I know I've said that one of the reasons I would take Ben White and Concert over M- Mings and Cody is because they're younger. It's like, yes, obviously age comes into it, but they also have to have played for the whole season mm. and played well, which all of those previous strikers have done. Greenwood hasn't got into and performed consistently in a United team that has been crying out for extra goals mm. and and he's a again he's a really good talent I think he's probably a little bit overhyped but he still could be a world class player like anyone can be the idea that Kane wasn't a world class talent when he was 19 anyone mm. could be but the idea that he's already earned himself into a spot nailed on in the England squad this season for me is mental yeah and I I, I, I don't necessarily think if he would have gone he would have really played but no he would have come off the bench for 20 minutes against Scotland and probably scored the fourth goal I think it's fair to say that Saka has gone in his stead and maybe I think Saka is in a position that we're more in need of than Greenwood is I think that's probably fair I mean I mean on balance of of how team uh, on how players performed this season and actually on balance of how he's performed for, for England in the past I could I honestly could not could not care less about seeing Sterling play for England this summer and and if he scores in the well uh, in the Euro final and like you know whatever then people can check me on it and I, I you know I'm not I'm not like adamantly like against Sterling but on balance of the course of the season he's out of all of the players picked he's probably been below his form the most right? yeah yeah that's that, that's literally exactly what I was going to say is he is the most out of form of the top yeah, players yeah he is he is and maybe that speaks to to the level that we've seen his form reach and and that maybe Rashford is as well I think, yeah, I think Rashford that, scored more goals but he, he, he uh, I think he's also not been as good this season he's had a lot on his plate Way <laughs> putting a lot on other people's plates there we go that's good that wasn't even a pun I didn't even mean that to be a pun 
worked out in the end as um as i as i'm sure we both hope things will for 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 england at, at the euros but 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 over you know overall you know it's not even worth talking about really like about kane or maguire or or rice or you know i'm not because or Sancho even or anything because yeah. or Foden or whatever because these players go and and full stop you know they go right the, they the, get into every the, these teams. The but. thing the thing is about it is like even though we're debating the team, I think we can both agree that the the first eleven is picked from about thirteen players. Yeah, depending on how you want to set up. Yeah, I I, I do think it would be and we'll do another pod on this before the Euro start. Um, probably talking about how we would line up for Croatia, but I do think it is trying to get a little bit of rotation in there might benefit yeah. people, especially given you know how. Tight a lot of players are going to be and stuff but. we still don't know what formation we're going to play no either, we don't which is crazy no 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 we don't but but honestly looking at this team it does give us a lot of options and, and, and I don't really think that it could have gone too badly I wasn't really worried and I really don't think it has gone too badly there's always going to be question marks around around selections and stuff but I, I will say I, I, I don't think this squad gives us as many options as I think it does I know that's going to sound really weird, but I think it it doesn't give us options that I feel are worth taking, is my view on it. Like, if you're telling me it's like, oh, we play one really bad game with four at the back, and we're like, right, we want to go to three at the back. I'm not sure I'm buzzed about having Kyle Walker at centre-back or Reese James at centre-back. Depends who we're playing, or, doesn't or, it, really? It, exactly. Like, I'm not, I'm not excited about that. Mm. Whereas I would be excited about... Ben got. I'm not going to say Ben White because everyone will just like Ezra Concert coming into a back three of mm. Ming Stones and Concert, and then Trent getting pushed forward instead of Kyle Walker starting a right back. That to me is a much more exciting option mm. than jamming Kyle Walker at right back where he well, at centre back where he was decent, good, good. I'd argue in the in the Euro, in the World Cup, good, 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 not sensational, no, not somewhat, not where you'd be like, not like how good Aspi was there. No. When he was under Conte and stuff like that, like or 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 how good Dan Burns been at left wing back this season? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeremy completed seventy percent of his dribbles. Mental. Yeah, he is running past like DMs, but like, um, uh, yeah. So like that—that's the thing. It doesn't excite me, and it's like, and and sometimes I kind of don't think options I think the the idea of options only really applies when you've got one of the most tactically astute managers in the world I think that's a a, a, a fair comment yeah I, we, I do we, think which we don't I, 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 do you know what I, I actually think this England team is is reflective of doing the best almost with what we've got and, and bit, while I do yeah. think the talent pool like like especially after the the, uh, the performance of the World Cup we've now got uh, Declan Rice, Drew Bellingham, um, Bukayo Saka, Phil Foden. Kane is a better player now. We've got better options behind Kane. Mm. Like um, Trent is arguably, you know, could arguably be, be better for England now or, or, or whatever. We've got Reese James now and, and Dean Henderson as substitute keeper and all this sort of stuff. Luke Shaw's back in form. You know, England squads are always going to be the, the the best with what we've got, right? Because of the way our our league is set up, it it, it does mean that we we potentially can't harness as much talent as as a couple of other of other countries that give that give a bigger options to their players and stuff. But how do you mean by that? Um, I mean the argu- the argument is that like maybe England's 
best prospect. I would like. I really like Phil Foden. I think he's immense. But maybe England's best pro- prospect is Jadon Sancho, and it mm. took him going to another country as an English player, leaving the best league in the world. Yeah, I, I, don't, and- I don't think that's the league though. I think that's a combination of like British culture and and well, um, well, I mean, like uh, the heritage of British football. But we, so but we, on league. average, out of the top five leagues, have the least players from that nation playing yeah. playing in 11s every week but a lot that's, of, a, that's just a fact yeah but a lot of, I don't know if that says um, exclusively like obviously a big part of it is down to the fact there's more money in the league it's more competitive whatever yeah 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 um, obviously a big part but that for me is like that would make the case that the players that are playing in the league should be better Ben Godfrey should be better than the than, be better, than the I Real mean, Sociedad centre back if you're, if, you're, if you're Mason Greenwood for example and you're coming mm. on with 20 minutes to go and you, you bag a goal or whatever, fantastic. Yeah. But there's nothing but, stopping Greenwood saying, I'm going to go on loan to Sevilla for a year and score 35 goals. No, there isn't. There isn't. And, and Same, which that, is why that, I have so much respect for Perhaps that shift Sancho. in attitude has, has and, and will continue to, to, to grow given what we've seen with, exactly. with, with Sancho and uh, obviously Trippier as well. But, and Bellingham. But on balance, I'm as excited about the Euros as I was oh, man, yesterday. Buzzing. So, you no, know... I'm buzzing. You know... We we we've 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 done this pod just to have our, our two cents on the matter, but ultimately England's chances are still as good and as bad as winning the Euros as they were yesterday, and you know. Are we odds on favourites? Yeah, but fuck that. I think I. But isn't that, that still I like six to what, six I don't think that's just to, to goad people into putting bets on, really. But but honestly, I for one just want the next twelve days just to just vanish yeah and I just cannot wait to start but obviously we'll get another pod in before we'll talk about the Croatia game we'll talk about the build up a little bit more once we've seen a couple of other of the other squads announced and stuff as well but um, overall I'm, I'm 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 happy I'm feeling good man I, I, I you know I, I don't want to cast any aspersions on how I necessarily think we're going to do but like I said I think we've got as good a chance winning it today as we did yesterday so we'll yeah. see what happens how are you feeling about it uh, Ben White for England Ben White for England. Yeah, fantastic. Right, well, um, join us again soon. Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll have an ep, um, we'll get an episode out um, in the build-up to the Croatia game. One, the, potentially the most nerve-wracking one of the games we have definitively that we are playing. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, exhale. Exactly, yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, we're going to we're going to not we're not going to make it out shut up shut up no I'm kidding shut up shut up Um, but yeah we'll be back very soon and and thanks again for for joining us and obviously thank you Harry for for joining me again yeah my dude it's been good fun bye (laughs) bye